0: Pop Topic. And we are back for the next episode of Pop Topic. We are going to be talking all things Oscar nominations because we are here the day of Oscar morning to talk all things Oppenheimer, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Poor Things, and all the other films in between. And to talk all things Oscars, we have the Oscar expert
1: himself, Tristan, how are you doing today? Good. I was unaware I was the Oscar expert here. I thought I was the opposite of that. I'm the guy who doesn't know anything about the Academy circuit, and I just wing things on the spot, you know? That's fair. Well, you know, you're Oscar
0: expert for the next few weeks until we do the next predictions to see if you win, because right now you still hold the title of... A- Getting the most predictions last time we did the uh, Oscar prediction. Oh,
1: that's true. you're right. I guess I did a good last year. I, did, I had a good last year. That's true. Oh, well, it was two
0: years ago. We actually didn't do last year, but
1: right, right. Last year, actually, no. Last year I did bad. Two years ago, I got all but one right. I, I went almost perfect. That was that was pretty good.
0: Yeah. So, you know, you knew Coda was gonna win. Weeks before, I think, most other people did. You you could smell it in the water. uh, So, you know, maybe you could smell the next victor uh, when we do our predictions in a couple of weeks' time. But for now, we are going to be talking about the nominations. And before we get into the main categories for discussion, just as a whole big picture, what was your thoughts on this year's Best Picture lineup or just any of the uh, Oscar awards?
1: Overall, uh, I think there's a decent amount of surprises. Some, some, Particularly in the acting categories, I thought there were some, some pretty big misses. But for Best Picture, Best Picture wasn't too surprising. Best Picture was, was pretty much pretty close to what I was expecting for Best Picture. My wild card pick of Napoleon did not come through for me. But other than that, overall, Best Picture was kind of what I was expecting. Uh, but there were some some surprises here and there throughout the morning. Uh, but overall, I'm pretty happy with the nominations we got. I think this is a pretty, pretty strong group of noms here. I think that's evident by how many movies we have with, Like, lots of nominations. There's three with double digits this year, which is so many, and Nine Counting Barbie at eight, so four movies with lots of bombs, which is good to see.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, for the most part, not too surprising. I think, uh, especially for Best Picture itself, I think most years there's one movie that maybe surprises us or we're kind of on the fence about, but this was kind of the ten everybody knew at least the last couple of weeks. Like, okay, this is probably going to be the 10. It seems pretty set in stone. And sure enough, it was. Uh, there, there was very few surprises. For those that didn't see the awards uh, nominations, uh, we have American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. We're all competing for the big Best Picture prize. You know, I think most of us kind of saw that coming.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much where I was expecting the the tent to come in at. I've seen I think about half of those, so got the other half I gotta watch before yeah, the ceremony in March this year, right? Yep. Yep, March tenth. Uh which ones haven't you seen yet? Uh not Nanilla Fall. I haven't seen Holdovers. I haven't seen Maestro or American Fiction. And I also haven't seen at least one more I haven't seen. That's it. What about Zone um, of Interest, Past Lives, Poor Things? Have you seen those? None of those. I haven't seen any of them. I haven't <laughs> seen very many of I've seen Barbie, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, and that might be it. Yeah, so I wouldn't even say half. Yeah, I'd say you've seen the third. I've seen the third. 30%. Look, I've seen the big ones that most of people have probably seen. I haven't seen the small ones. And most of the movies just came out in like December, right? December, November. Yeah. Most of those aren't even on streaming yet. They're hard to find. Right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't say you're too far off. But, you know, you got some catching up to do. Uh, All really good movies, honestly, except for for Maestro. And, like, even that, like, I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. I I think it's a perfectly fine movie. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. I think it's got some really good moments, but it's not on the same caliber as the rest of these. Like, the rest of these are incredible movies. I've seen all of them, but Zone of Interest, and that's just because I don't have access to that one yet. But every other movie I've seen, and I could honestly say I love, like, I think this is a incredible lineup. Um, But I was getting a little nervous for Past Lives uh, because Past Lives only has two nominations, including Best Picture. So going up to the last award, I was thinking, man, like, is there a shot that Past Lives is going to actually get snubbed here? Because all it has is screenplay at this point uh, when they were announcing the Best Picture. But here it is with two nominations. Kind of like the uh, the little underdog story here. Uh, is this going to have the same story as Coda, or are we uh, expecting no wins for Past Lives? I don't
1: here? think so. I, I think the, the not best picture nomination was the victory for Past Lives here. But how come it wasn't submitted for Best International Picture? I don't know if it qualified for Best International Feature
0: uh, for the standards of the Oscars, at least. Oh,
1: okay, because it was partially filmed in or produced in the U.S.? Yeah, I believe so, and,
0: uh, like, some studios have international feature, I believe it's the Globes, where it has to be 50% dialogue, has to be in another language, which it would qualify for that, but since it's an American-made film, uh, and international oh, I feature...
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that one, I don't know if yeah. it's American-made. And so international
0: feature, uh, the rules for the Oscars is each country nominates a film, and so I'll, they, yeah. they can't nominate past lives. Right,
1: because USA doesn't get a nominate
0: those does can Yeah, I believe it's made in the States. If not, uh, it was either partly made, so I don't know if it counts. But yeah, I don't think a country could have submitted it. Right.
1: Well, there was one
0: country that screwed up the submissions, of (laughs) course, this year. Yeah, yeah. We we can go straight into that, because I I still think that's one of the craziest stories, which we all knew was going to be one of the stories. Yeah. Uh, So we have Best International Feature. We can go straight into that category here. We have Io Capitano, Perfect Day, Society of the Snow, The Teacher's Lounge, and of course going to win the zone of interest uh although if france nominated anatomy of a fall very likely that that was going to be the winner of this category if they submitted it
1: yeah well at least it would have been a, a real you know real brawl there for for that category it would have been a pretty pretty contentious category i would think because both two best picture nominations would have been in there uh, i would have been interest. and this year there's if you count past lives international film or half an international film, there's Two and a half, the three international films nominated for Best Picture—is that a record of some kind, or have we seen more than that? Well, I was just about to ask—is
0: two a record? Because I don't know if I would count past You're Lives*, right? but even two, like *Zone of Interest* and *Anatomy of a Fall*, making it into Best Picture—that's a feat of its own. Like that's really impressive. I don't recall that being.
1: But haven't anyone mentioned it? i think someone else would have mentioned that by now if that was, you know, a, yeah. uh, a record broken here?
0: Yeah, there must have been a year where they had to uh, probably recently, and everyone's yelling at us in the microphone for not remembering. I don't know whatever. Competed against.
1: Cold War wasn't nominated with Roma,
0: right? Uh, I don't think Cold War was nominated. Was it? I thought it was nominated for director. That was it. That was it. yeah. I don't think it got Best Picture nom. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it got best Best Picture nom. Um, I could be wrong, uh, but I believe they were both nominated for director uh, that year. Oh okay. If they came out the same year. Uh, Cold War might be 2017, but if they're both 2018, uh, then they both got director nominations, but...
1: I think they're both okay. 2017, aren't they? Uh, Rome is
0: 2018, because it lost to green book. Oh, interesting. Yeah so. yeah, so... So maybe they're different years then, but... For international feature, Nanami of Fall would have at least had a run for Zone of Interest money here, but it looks like Zone of Interest is going to have a clean sweep, and Francis Pick... The taste of things not even nominated so you know (laughs) france is really bad at making the wrong pick uh because famously what three years ago they could have nominated portrait of a lady on fire but they didn't select that movie so it couldn't qualify
1: i wonder what they have like who does the selection process because it's either like real political and that's why they always get like a bs terrible pick or just like one guy who makes a decision and he just picks whatever his favorite movie is like who's selecting these films for france and why are they always screwing it up
0: Yeah, I have no idea. I'm gonna assume the guy that's choosing for France's behalf is just, like, related to the guy that's making really bad France movies, and they're just like, alright, well, we'll just keep keep
1: picking yeah. his brother's movies, I guess, I don't know. Well, he's getting paid off by, like, a France production company, you know? And so they're yeah. Always using yeah, there's some doing shady business to going experience. on. You gotta keep
0: an eye on the French, for sure. Right? I don't trust it, that's Yeah, although I did hear Taste of Things is very good, but... Definitely not on the yeah, same. They didn't
1: league get yeah. <laughs> did even get, an international,
0: <laughs> didn't even get an international feature. Yeah, definitely on the same league as Anatomy of a Fall. I haven't seen it yet. I'm actually going to watch Taste of Things later this week because I thought I was going to get nominated, so I plan on watching it anyways. Uh, so now I guess I'm just going to watch it for fun because I was already excited to check it out. But you know, best international feature. I haven't seen any of these except for Society of the Snow. Have you seen any of the uh, contenders right now?
1: No, I haven't for an international picture. I think the only international movie I've seen this year was Godzilla minus one, which unfortunately <laughs> did not get mom here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I've only what seen, did in- so seen I mom, this which I was
0: very happy with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Society of the Snow, though I uh, Society of the Snow, I recommend for you, Tristan. That movie is crazy good. Like you guys would love it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would say watch this with the family. Like have mom sit down and watch with you guys. This movie is crazy good. Um, I was actually hoping this movie was going to get international feature makeup uh, and hairstyling and cinematography, it did get makeup and hairstyling as well. So that's two noms for Society of the Snow, which are both worthy, but should have also gotten cinematography. Like Like, that would have been a good package. I think those three would have been worthy for Society of the Snow. I think if Netflix put their money on this earlier, like, put this out in November and started, like, campaigning, I think this could have been a Best Picture nominee. I really do. I think it was huge on Netflix. I don't know if you've been watching the top 10 on Netflix, but it's still up there, and it's an international film it's great like it's it's huge people are loving it it's really really good i believe this is in andrew's top five of the year she loved this movie really good film so i would recommend it for you guys
1: yeah i'll check that one but speaking of netflix does netflix have any best picture noms this year maestro maestro maestro's netflix i did not know that was netflix i don't go on netflix a lot these days so i really don't see a lot of
0: netflix movies pop up in my feeds that's fair Uh, maestro Uh, the only streaming film to be nominated, the rest are all like well, well, yeah. I was that
1: it's funny. Yeah. It was a couple years ago. Streamers were running this game, and now they're a, uh barely even having a footnotes in the best picture nomination here. Yeah, streamers
0: are really hoping for a second COVID because that really helped them out. They're uh, struggling right now.
1: Yeah, but it's also like what other movies were pushed by the streamers to be like best picture nominees? Like, the killer didn't get any any nominations at all. I don't know if that was ever really expected to. It yeah, was
0: it cool. wasn't really expected. Although, I. Would be lying if I didn't say that for when best sound showed up, I was really, really hoping it would appear. I don't know if you've seen killer yet, but it's easily the biggest achievement in sound I've seen this year. Like the sound in the killer is so good. It's so good. I love it. it's, it's the main component of the film that just works for me. Uh, So I was really hoping we could get a nomination for that category. That's it. That's all I was hoping for, for killer. It was not contending for anything else. Uh, but yeah, it was on the short list for sound, so I was hoping it would win, But or,
1: well, get the nom. That's a win for me, but, yeah, unfortunately, that yeah. didn't happen. Another big streaming movie that walked away empty-handed was Saltburn. I didn't get anything at all. I don't know if that was also expected to or not, but they had no no noms at all for Saltburn, which they, it was a pretty popular movie for Amazon Prime there. Yeah. No, I think it definitely was expected to get potentially some
0: noms. I, it was always on the bubble for a lot of categories, but uh, especially with how dicey some of the uh, acting categories were. Uh, some yeah. people thought maybe we could have gotten a supporting actress nomination uh, for Saltburn, but unfortunately it didn't really get anything. I did think maybe we could have gotten cinematography. Uh, there was just a lot of good films that were competing for cinematography, including Society of the Snow, as I mentioned, so it's just a, it's a, it's a tough
1: category to compete with. Yeah, and the acting categories we haven't talked about it yet, but I, uh, yeah, Saltburn I thought could have had a chance for those, but didn't get any. Those were pretty tight categories this year. Even some bigger names getting getting the boot on it. Yeah, the acting
0: categories. Yeah, yeah. Here, let, let's go with the acting. Yeah, let's start talking over some of these big categories here. So we have all three acting categories here. Uh, supporting. Categories. Yeah, we can go with the supporting categories here first. For supporting actress, we have Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, America Ferrera for Barbie, Jodie Foster for Niad and Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. Were any of these surprises for you, uh, or was this the five you're kind of expecting going in?
1: I like the color purple. I wasn't expecting color purple to get anything tonight, and it did get this one, uh, which, which I didn't hear anything about the color purple. At least not this remake of the color purple. Uh, so I wasn't expecting it to pop up here at all, and it did get the. This was his only nom, right? Yes, this was the only nom. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I was surprised to see it got the nom here over, say, like a. Um, I can't remember the lady's name in Saltburn, but she did very well, uh, as well as most of the other supporting actors I thought might have gone in here. I
0: was thinking, two. I was actually expecting two different actresses uh, in this lineup. I thought Julianne Moore from May-December could have been here, and I also thought uh, Penelope Cruz from Ferrari. I thought those two, they're loved by the Academy. They both put on fantastic performances this year. I, I thought, I was definitely expecting at least one of the two. The fact that both of them missed... Uh, and the two surprises for me would have been Jodie Foster for Niaad. I'm not super familiar with that movie. I haven't seen it yet, uh, which ended up getting two nominations here. So just as many as Past Lives, and then America Ferrera. I know Barbie's huge, but I was I was not expecting an uh, America Ferrera nomination here, especially since um, you know we'll talk about it later. Margot Robbie didn't even get in. Uh, the fact that America Ferrera yeah.
1: did it for the movie that's great. Yeah, see, when it, America Ferrera did pop up wasn't two surprises. This was like the first or second category they announced. You know, I mean, if this showed up later. I'm probably a little more surprised after Barbie's performance. Um, because, yeah, I personally wouldn't have put America Ferrera in this category for Best Supporting Performances of the Year. I thought she did good, not great uh, in the film. I most definitely prefer another performance better than Ferrera this year.
0: Yeah. yeah, and as a whole, I think one of the main stories of uh, losers, at least for this morning, unfortunately, is May-December. I was hoping... Maybe one of these three amazing performances would get nominated. None of them. Not a single one got nominated. They only walked away with a screenplay nomination. Uh, Like, May-December is dead. It's crazy. I thought this was going to be a pretty big contender if he asked me, like, two months ago.
1: Yeah. Well, honestly, it released kind of with a whimper. I didn't really hear much of it after its release. If it was more of a buzzy film, I think we might have saw a little more action for it. But uh didn't really ruffle too many feathers, at least not that I could tell.
0: Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. But I thought, I was hoping for at least a Julian Moore nomination here. Or even uh, as we go on to supporting actor uh, Charles Melton. Have you seen May December yet?
1: No, I haven't. It's one of the many movies I haven't seen yet. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like well, that's fair. Well, that one's on Netflix. You did say you don't go on Netflix much. so I don't go on Netflix. That might be why. But yeah, so, uh, you know, Charles Melton in that movie... Uh, amazing. Uh, utterly amazing. Uh, it was He did not get nominated for Best Supporting Actor, but the five that did, we have Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, Robert De Niro for uh, Killers of the Flower and Moon, Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling for Barbie, and then Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. Uh, was this the five you were expecting for this? Were you expecting a Charles Melton nomination, or uh, does this kind of line up with what
1: you thought? no that's exactly what i was expecting i knew my boy michael Sarah wasn't gonna get in even though he deserves it uh and i i'm okay with that they screw up yet again but i'm not surprised yeah yeah could you if they if they had michael Sarah
0: nominated for supporting actor uh
1: especially since this
0: was the first nomination of the morning when they were uh doing the live cast i if they had michael Sarah on here i would have expected barbie was going to walk away with like 15 noms if that was the case that would have been insane yeah, well,
1: look, they gave it to Michelle Ferreira. They could have given it to her you. Mean America Ferreira? America Ferreira. I screwed that name up. <laughs> totally. I like I combined Michael and America Ferreira. And- oh, oh yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, uh, it didn't work. It's not a correct name. No, uh, Michael Sarah. You know, they could give it to Michael Sarah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, honestly,
0: I try to like downplay in my head my personal favorites. Like, okay, well, that way, if they don't get nominated, I'm not disappointed, right? So in my head. I was telling myself, Mark Ruffalo might not make it, like, you know, just be mentally prepared that Ruffalo might not be on, and, you know, don't let it affect the rest of your day, Quinton, you got this. Uh, so I was, like, mentally ready to not see my guy on there, and he made it! We got fucking Mark Ruffalo,
1: hell yeah. you for Mark Ruffalo to show up over Michael Cera? Come on. What's wrong with you? I was,
0: I was. Uh, similar to Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Uh, all I want is a nomination for my favorite performance of the year. Uh, you know, And it kind of, make, you know, three for three for me uh, in the last three years. Kristen Stewart for Spencer, Kihoi Kwan, which was obviously a lock for everything, every at once. And then for this year, my boy Mark Ruffalo, my favorite performance of the year. I was so excited to see him nominated. He is absolutely not winning. Robert Downey Jr. is absolutely walking away with this. Mark Ruffalo, and myself am just happy he's there.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. You think it's a lock here for Robert Downey Jr.? It's an absolute lock. Uh, especially when Sterling King Brown showed up at the very beginning of this uh, nomination here. It's between Mark Ruffalo or William Defoe, right? Because De Niro, Downey, and Gosling are all locks for the nomination. So I was like, man, it's between the poor thing boys. And the, the Academy likes. William Dafoe a lot more. For the most part, I do as well. But I'm glad that the Academy agrees that this is the exception. Like, Ruffalo was outstanding. So I'm glad he got the nomination. But, yeah, he's he's not getting anything more than that. He is definitely not winning the Oscar. Uh, yeah, Danny Jr.'s got this. So we can go on to Best Actress here. And we have Annette Bening for Nyad. Lily Gladstone for *Close to the Flower Moon. Sandra Huller for... At a sorry for Anatomy of a Fall, uh, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, and Emma Stone for Poor Things. What was your thought on this
1: crew? Of course, Margot Robbie's—you know—the the big drop here, the big snub of the five here. Um, but really, I think coming into this and leaving this, the races between Lily Gladstone and Emma Stone, battle of the stones, one could say. And so, yeah, I think that's still going to be the story heading into Oscar night here. Yeah, this is going to be one of the
0: most interesting categories. Of the entire Oscars night, I think like, I I couldn't tell you which one is going to win. I really think it's pretty 50-50 at this point. Um, yeah, are you leaning towards one way, or I guess we'll discuss that when we get to the uh, predictions of have And I, I got to watch
1: more things before I can really. That's true. That's true. On that as well, I love Lily really Lady performance. More of my favorite part, my biggest takeaway is from of Close of the Flower Moon. Um, so I'm going to be pretty amazed to, you know, to to, to root against her. But I, if anyone can do it, it's probably Emma Stone. I, she's incredible. In everything. So I'm looking forward to more of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, I think Emma Stone's my favorite performance of the two, but I would, like, Lily Glass is still my top five performances of the year. I would absolutely love a, Gli- yeah. a Lily Plus, she's, like, never been nominated before. She's never won. Like, Emma Stone has already won an Oscar, you know, and she's only yeah. 35. Like, she has so much time ahead of I'm her. Sure
1: this is not her last nomination, all yeah. right? Exactly, exactly, exactly.
0: So, like, I'm totally okay with Emma Stone not winning this, although I do think that her performance is fucking amazing. Like, I-, I love both yeah. of these women. Uh, Whoever wins... It's going to be an amazing night, and I think that's what makes it great, because it's not like it's between one of my favorites and one I just don't really care for, you know? Like, no matter what, I'm walking out happy, so it's a win-win. Um, yeah. Sandra Hoor, also great. I have not seen Nayad, once again, so I can't really speak for Annette Benning. but I was very shocked that she was there and not Margot Robbie. Other than that, I thought that would have been the five, so I was pretty surprised. Uh, For Best Actor, we have Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Colin Domingo for Rustin, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, Cillian Murphy for Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. I think this is probably the least surprising of the four acting categories. I feel like this was kind of the five. Maybe Leonardo DiCaprio. You didn't
1: think DiCaprio was getting it, eh?
0: He didn't get nominated for BAFTA or SAG. Uh, And then for another Major category as well. Like he was not getting nominated for many of them, and in my head, I was like, "If no one's nominating him, like the Oscars, I don't know if they're going to nominate." Yeah, I didn't like, pay
1: attention to any of those, so I was pretty surprised with uh, a DiCaprio.
0: Yeah, like if you asked me two months ago, is DiCaprio getting a nomination? I would go absolutely, because uh, once again, I've mentioned this before. I think this is like my second favorite DiCaprio performance ever. Like I-, I think this was an incredible performance by him. Like he's easily top five actors of the year for me uh but these uh, the main four Cooper, Giamatti, Murphy, right? They were for sure going in. And so when Domingo popped up second on the list, I was like, well, I guess that's it. I guess I guess my boy DiCaprio's out. So Yeah, it's unfortunate cuz I I thought DiCaprio was fantastic, but you know, that's uh that's the lineup we got here. Uh, so some other surprises that I kind of want to talk about before we kind of get to you know director screenplay. You know we'll, we'll kind of bounce it around here. I did want to talk about mostly song and score. So best original score, best original song. We don't need to go through all the categories here, but there's two things that I do want to note here. We have another Diane Warren song, "The Fire Inside" from Flaming Hot, and we have. I another... even, I've
1: seen that movie. I didn't even know there was a song in that movie. <laughs> a little Diane Warren song. <laughs> she it, she's so prolific. I swear, (laughs) seven years in a row now. You gotta respect
0: Yeah, uh, maybe. And then John Williams for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny over in Score. And I just want to talk about these two categories, because like you were saying, Diane Warren and John Williams, they could just fart into a microphone and they will get nominated, because... they
1: made a song together? (laughs) It would be... I think the collective minds of the Academy voters would just...
0: yeah, There's no way they're going to handle it. They would lose their mind. They would lose their fucking mind. But, like, honestly, like, I think we need a revamp for these two categories. Because uh, so, they're all in different voting bodies. And so you can tell, just based on the nominations, which voting bodies are really good and which ones really need a fucking revamp. Like, I think the directing voting body, we'll get to that later, is the best voting body of the entire Academy. Like, they know what's up. I think they're fucking amazing. And then we get to score and song. And they just vote for... Diane Warren and John Williams any fucking time just because they like them. Like it's just such a broken category. Yeah. Like why
1: are we doing this? It's not fun. There has been this is the ninety sixth Academy Awards year. John Williams has been nominated fifty four times. <laughs> there are more Academy Awards <laughs> with John Williams nominated than ones without. The That's man, insane. It's insane. That's insane. Like
0: it's just it's broken at this point. It's not fun. Dial of Destiny is one of the five best scores. Like song, like like song. I don't care as much about because it's such a garbage category anyways like really like it's just i i love that you know. category like barbie has made it really good this year because barbie's songs yeah. are fantastic but for the most part it's just songs during the credits it's such a wasted category i hate
1: credit but, songs yeah. they should just take
0: yeah. that credit song for a lot i agree now yeah but, to at it. this point I, I yeah i would agree with that if it's a credit song it doesn't count that should be the rule diane warren would be in trouble then but yeah yeah, yeah. uh but like the songs i don't care as much about But like score there's so many incredible scores this year.
1: Yeah, this year had some
0: great scores. Dial of Destiny got in. Like, Zone of Interest, Boy in the Heron, Spider-Man, Across the Spider-Verse. Like, these are incredible scores. And we're not going to award those, but we'll just award John Williams for making Dial of Destiny. Like, what unique piece of score in that movie was that noteworthy? I don't know.
1: It's just... I agree. And the score is good, but it's just driven off off the same score he was nominated and won an Oscar for, like, 40 years ago. Yeah, right? It's just the original, <laughs> like, Indiana Jones main theme, right? Like, just I slightly tweaked the new movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, Yeah. the original theme wouldn't count. It would just be the induced score pieces they added, uh, which isn't much. Uh, but it's just John yeah. Williams, so they just counted. It. So it's it's a frustrating category. There's so many good scores, and I don't know. I just want to at least acknowledge that uh, some parts of the Academy need to still get their shit straight. It's, it's frustrating that we can have so many great nominations for director or screenplay and we still have score and song just handed out to warren and williams for absolutely no reason but anyways uh congratulations
1: to them that they did great but um, onto a category of voting that i think did do good here us uh, visual effects this year i thought this was a uh, a great list, uh lineup of, uh, of movies
0: yes that was actually yeah. one of the ones i was wanting to acknowledge uh, visual effects i thought not only was great but has two noteworthy things absolutely yeah. We have Mission Impossible. This is the first Mission Impossible movie ever to get an Oscar nomination.
1: And you got two. We got and this got one. Two. And, yeah, and you got two.
0: And Sound. Sound? Yeah, Sound, yeah, sound as well. No, so we got two nominations. So Shout out to Mission Impossible. Once again, I don't really think this was a great Mission Impossible movie, but... I think
1: this is my favorite of the Mission Impossible. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. well, Better than Skyfall? I'd probably rewatched. You know, Skyfall was good, too. Like I said, I i think this is oh, sorry, Apostle my movie. bad, wait, hold on, Skyfall is Skyfall, uh, James Bond, Fallout. Fallout. Fallout, Fallout, I haven't seen <laughs> Skyfall, but I have seen Fallout, and yes, Fallout is really good, um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah you know, good. I got it mixed up, because
0: Fallout is my favorite Mission Apostle movie, and Skyfall's my favorite Bond movie, so, the, the two names, <laughs> really, skyfall's is your favorite Bond movie? Not even close, it's the only one that I think is, like, really good, like, I think that one's awesome. Really? Wow, it
1: feels like so a hot, I haven't seen that one, but it feels like a hot day.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I recommend it. Uh, but then the other shout-out I wanted to give out to visual effects is Godzilla Minus One, the first Godzilla movie to ever get a nomination ever. So, Mission
1: Impossible hey, any of Godzilla. And that has, like, an under-100 million dollar budget going toe-to-toe with the Academy Awards with big, massive blockbusters. Like, what an underdog story.
0: That's awesome. It's so good. I, I think this is a good group. Uh, Creator and Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 3. Awesome
1: both incredible visual effects that was what i was want to share it was the creator another movie that had a much smaller budget than the other three films in the category mission impossible a uh and so what was the fifth one again a napoleon that there that's the one right um yeah i'm really happy the creator got not one but two noms overall here at the oscar was not expecting that but super excited to see it show up twice there for this and sound as well right yeah that's awesome i i know it's not gonna win either but just getting the nominations of victory for this movie alone i really enjoyed the uh no i uh it. i think
0: i think creator could win visual effects i freaking hope so i thought it looked incredible like but, yeah like uh, I, it's a competition I, right like it's against godzilla yeah. minus one which is known for his visual effects but it's a very small team that has no relationship with the voting body so they like are they gonna vote for people that they don't really know they're gonna vote for kind of their buddies right you know the visual effects team. That's, so, I don't know if Godzilla even has a chance. I don't think it was going to get nominated. I don't think it's going to win. Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. Three could win, but they've never had an MCU win in Oscar.
1: Marvel movies for don't a of yeah, They in don't the nom, win. they never get the
0: wins. I don't think it's winning. Yeah, and then once again, Mission Impossible. This is the first time they've ever gotten a nomination, so I like. I just think they're happy to be there. And then Napoleon could theoretically win. It's, I think it's between Creator and Napoleon.
1: I haven't seen Napoleon. I'm really hoping it goes to Creator or Godzilla. I'd be happy with either one of those things. winning. Winning, yeah, they were there.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm rooting for Godzilla. I like the creator a lot, but once again, Godzilla was just one of the greatest movies of the year. So to see it get its one nomination, get the win, would be great. But I wouldn't even put in my top three predictions for this category. I don't think it's going to be very likely. But still, similar to my boy Mark Ruffalo, it's just happy to be there. And uh, so am I. Uh, I think it might have the best. one? For which one? God godzilla best visual i think so too no i i don't know if it's just because i'm clouded in my uh bias towards it but i think no i'm
1: probably more biased towards creator overall but i i would argue that godzilla probably has the better special effects between
0: the two yeah i would
1: uh i would agree with that
0: uh another final one i wanted to shout out is best cinematography we have kills the flower moon maestro oppenheimer and poor things which are all very expected uh, but then the fifth one was El Condé which I thought was
1: I have never even heard of that movie before in my life.
0: <laughs> I uh, I've actually seen half of it and I didn't like it so I turned it off, but I did see half of the movie. And uh, the only thing I liked about it was the cinematography. So honestly, uh, it's just tough cuz there's so many great movies with cinematography like like I said Society of the Snow and there's so many it's others that look so Sulper would have been fantastic. Like, there's so many great looking movies but El it does look incredible. It's the most recent film that the director of Spencer released, so that's why I, wa- I started watching. So I was like, "Well, I love Spencer. Yeah. Let me check out what they." I, mean I like
1: Spencer, but I didn't, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I loved it, uh, and, and this isn't even on the same wavelength as Spencer, obviously, because I, 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 I will probably finish. It's not because I didn't like it; it's because I was busy with uh, training. So it was, it was in the middle of training. Since it's on Netflix, I threw it on. I was like, ah, "I need something more lighthearted than." A super dark, dreary movie about Nazis. So I, I'll watch it later. But honestly, still a good nomination, I think. Uh, and this is another reason why we need song and score to get their shit together. Because if they were fucking picking cinematography, they wouldn't fucking pick El Conde. Like that's just a really far out pick. That's actually deserving because it, it, it looks incredible. So they actually picked a movie with fantastic cinematography. And that's what you want from the Oscars—to pick movies that you don't even really think of that do fit that category. Uh, it's few and far in between, but some of these categories the voters do a good job.
1: Yeah, some other random categories I had to shout out for getting some good noms. Right, yeah, Barbie for production design. I know that was probably an obvious one, but I was really hoping to, to get the noms. Oppenheimer as well for production design. I think production design overall, I think, was a pretty good good list there. Uh, Astrid City* probably being the only, you know, kind of a snub I guess that didn't make it in. And yeah. they, uh, I'm really happy that *Killers of the Flower Moon* got the costume to, uh, nom. I hope they get the win. For I thought the costumes of *Killers of the Flower Moon* were broke Yeah. What, what,
0: what were your thoughts on *Oppenheimer* getting costume design?
1: Because Barbie didn't, though, right? No, 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 no. Barbie definitely did. They both did. Yeah. I think *Oppenheimer*. I think this is sort of you no. Know, yeah. I think the Academy just loves *Oppenheimer*. <laughs> try to Oppenheimer. Yeah, I agree. The categories yeah. where didn't really even need a nom. But, hey, let's give it another nom.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. I think the fact that Oppenheimer got a costume design nomination shows you enough that they are obsessed with this movie. And also yeah, for good reason. It. But, like, this for costume design, you know, man, there's so many better movies with costume designing. Like, Oppenheimer wouldn't be the first. Th- like, you know, if I'm going to award if if Oppenheimer got in and of the Flower Moon
1: and Barbie didn't, then, 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 then I'd be a lot more. I movie. agree. I
0: agree. No, no, that, that's a good point. of the Flower Moon and Barbie are incredible. If one of them got snubbed, to be over, there. it's, it's yeah. between those two, right? For for the win. I think so. I think it's between those two. I would actually say it's probably probably just Barbie. I don't know how much of it's fight fighting chance Killers has, but I don't
1: know. Also, do not really seem to like Barbie too much.
0: Uh, you say that, but yeah, I guess Barbie did get a few stun switch. Well, well talk
1: they got the Barbie. adapted screenplay nom as wow. well.
0: Like, I was gonna like, say Killers of the Flower Moon missed screenplay, and Barbie got it. Yeah, that's
1: true. Which that is, might be the Fire yeah. right there.
0: And the fact that that was what one of the first few nominations we got of the uh, of the morning. I remember, like, gasping, and my wife just ran into the room. She was like, like, what's going on? And I was like, I don't think the Academy likes Killers of the Flower Moon. Like, I got really panicked for half a second because that missed out on the screenplay. It was, like, the third nomination of the morning or something. Like, I was getting yeah, super scared for a second. Uh, but I believe... Two awards later, they did Best Song, and it got nominated for a song, and I just went, oh, never mind. They love Killers the Flower Moon, because I don't know how the fuck it got that. <laughs> so we're fine. Yeah, that was a random one. Yeah. I wasn't
1: expecting that one.
0: Yeah, good. False Alarm. It was, it was all good. After that, I realized we were fine. They uh just had a crazy snub for that category. But yeah, uh, I think uh costume designs probably going to go to Barbie or Killers. Also, you haven't seen Four Things yet, but that was my third favorite costume design for the year. Like, just incredible what? outfits. Like, when you see it, Tristan, you'll see what I mean. It's fucking crazy, the outfits that they have in that movie. So it got the, nom the of, nom as well, right? Yeah, it got the nom as well. So I think, as a whole, pretty good group of, of nominations. Uh, before we get to director and uh, talking more about Best Picture, I guess, uh, let's do a shout-out to probably our favorite category, or especially yours, at least. Uh, best Animated Film. Yeah. Yeah. We have The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Nomona, Robot Dreams, and Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. What was your thoughts on this group?
1: Well, we didn't get a year without Disney or Pixar. We did get a Pixar movie in there's Elemental. I'm not surprised by that. I thought Omic was gonna get the wrong there's, And I swear every time this catacomb comes out, I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna have seen all these movies for sure. And then there's always one anime and a movie like, wait, what the hell is that? I never heard of it before. this year, of course could be Robot Dreams. Never heard of that one before. Uh, but I googled it right after the novel ceremony, it looks cool, it looks interesting for sure. Um, does that and Elemental both deserve to be their own Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I don't know, I'll have to wait and see. Elemental does it though, but it's a fixed me, so I'm not surprised. But I was really hoping we'd see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in there over Elemental, or in there instead of the surprise Robot Dreams movie, but... What what you, What do you think? Yeah, I actually thought this was a pretty surprising category, uh, because I was making predictions
0: before... You know, just for myself uh, to see uh, how close I am, you know, in tune with the Oscars here. And I only got three out of five here. Like, I still missed out on two big ones. I thought Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was for sure going to be in. And I also thought that Chicken Run Dawn of the Nugget was going to be in. Just because they love stop motion, I feel like Chicken Run is a well-regarded film. Uh, Especially for the animation community, I thought, okay, well, these two movies should probably be going in. And I thought the fight for the fifth spot was going to be Elemental or Nimona. Uh, so little did I know. I'm happy
1: Namona got there. it though. Very happy Nemona's there.
0: I, I am too. When I saw Elemental be the first, second name that popped up on yeah. that screen in my head, I my my heart stopped to beat. I was like, "Oh my god, Nimona Namona missed it!" And then it appeared well, right. The after.
1: order doesn't matter, right? The order's alphabetical order, isn't
0: it? Yeah. I thought. So. Yeah. So yeah, for a second I thought we just lost my 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 movie Nimona but no, th- at least that's here. So I'm I'm very happy about that. Elemental, is fine. Disney still snuck in somehow, so good for them. Uh, but yeah, as a whole, pretty good group. I, I, I'm still shocked and upset that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles didn't make it, because that, that movie's great, but...
1: I really like it. Yeah, as game. a whole, we're looking And forward. I still don't see Boy and the Heron. Have you seen Boy in the Heron? I have not seen Boy in the Heron yet. No, I, I really gotta get around to watching that. Yeah. Excited for
0: that one. Yeah, I was actually gonna watch that uh, a few days ago, but in the city that i'm at they only have it in the japanese version like the original japanese one and everyone that kept telling me about they said oh like check out the english dub because the english dub like the voice works incredible like it's really yeah well they
1: got like big name actors on the english dub
0: yeah well every studio ghibli movie has like big name actors for the uh for the english dub Uh, especially the last 20 years at least like they they have huge names so that's not too surprising, but I heard the work is just incredible. William Defoe's in it. Robert Pattinson plays the Heron. Like it's just, yeah,
1: I mean, Pattinson and Defoe. I mean, they always.
0: Yeah, that's all you need. Uh, so yeah. I heard it's really good, and so I was gonna watch it, but I instead watch Iron Claw instead, um, uh, which okay, didn't get any yeah. nominations. But yeah, so so that's why I was gonna watch you it. What
1: expect to you get noms?
0: Know, no. Uh, if anything, you know, maybe on a bubble, possibly. Yeah, Zach Efron getting Best Actor, maybe if you were like really holding out hope, but. Yeah, not really. I it wasn't. I wasn't predicting it for anything. Uh, for screenplays, we can quickly go over those: *Inanimate Fall*, *Holdover*, *Maestro*, *May December*, and *Past Lives* for original. Those were the five that I think everybody had. Or were you, any
1: surprises for you? Uh, there, I haven't Tristan? seen any of those movies. So I haven't seen any of those movies, and I knew I wasn't going to see any of them. That's right. I haven't seen but any of them. I had either. a feeling on that one. So yeah, I had no thoughts in this category whatsoever. What, yeah. These are all some of the five big names, so I'm not surprised. You know, they're all nominated for Best Picture, right? So, you know, no surprises there, really. But, oh, besides May December. Um, but yeah, other, other than May December, I guess, being the only movie that, you know, this is the only think you mentioned, so.
0: Yeah, it's only now. Other yeah. than
1: that, yeah, the other four were the exact ones.
0: Yeah, and then Adapted Screenplay, American Fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Zone of Interest, so. Uh. Honestly, huge surprise for me. I knew Zone of Interest was going to be popular. I knew it was going to be nominated for Best Picture. I did not think it was going to be this popular. Getting into adapted screenplay over Killers of the Flower Moon is kind of crazy to me. Like, that was the biggest shock of the yeah, entire Yeah,
1: Zone of Interest did really well here. It got a lot of
0: Yeah, it it did. It did really good. Um, Honestly, I would go as far to say that if they were going to, like, nominate five movies instead of the normal ten that they've been doing the last ten years... I think Zone of Interest might have been in the five, even though it doesn't have that many I noms.
1: I got the editing nom as well, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, I got the editing nom, uh, which we yeah. can go into that as well. Because as I've. Oh, sorry. It didn't get the editing nom. I just pulled up the list here. Um, oh, it did. Yeah. So one thing that I always like to point out to Tristan here is any film that gets not Every winner of Best Picture uh, over the last 95 years of the Oscars, except for four times, one of them being Coda, which is very recent. Uh, I believe it's been four, maybe five times at this point, has won Best Picture if it's nominated for Best Editing. So normally that doesn't mean a whole lot because uh, 20 years ago, there was five editing nominations and five Best Picture nominations. Uh, most of the time, they were just the same five, so it didn't mean a whole lot. But when there's 10 movies, you can kind of narrow down which five the Academy is probably leading towards winning. As of right now, obviously, Coda had a huge shift in momentum in the later half and that's why it ended up winning so who knows You know, maybe uh, Past Lives or Meister is going to have a huge shift in momentum over the next two months but as of now I think it's going to be one of these five which I think we already kind of know which one it's going to be but the five for editing is Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer and Poor Things
1: yeah pretty strong list Obviously, uh, like Barbie's not there, per se, so chances of that one winning are probably pretty slim. Oppenheimer, the big, you know, juggernaut of the Oscars this year, of course is there. Um, So it still continues to be sort of the fan favorite to win the, the whole thing here, I think. Yeah, exactly.
0: And uh, Anatomy of a Fall, we haven't talked too much about. Uh, one, obviously, it's one of the best films of the year. I think Anatomy of a Fall so good, but also had a incredible turnout this Morning, honestly, just yeah. as good as Zone of Interest, arguably, um, if not even stronger. It's here for Best Editing, and we can get into the next category here. But it even showed up in Best Director, and honestly, gun to my head, I would have never guessed this movie was going to get nominated for Best Director. Uh, for that category, we have, as I mentioned, Justin Treat, uh for Anatomy of a Fall, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, and Jonathan Glazer for Zone of Interest. When I was making my prediction, I thought I was making a ballsy pick by putting Laser in my list, and I was going to make the prediction that Greta Gerwig was getting snubbed. I had a feeling that Zone of Interest was picking up steam. And once again, what I say about the Best Director category, it is one of the best voting bodies of the entire Academy, because I feel like they always pick one or two movies that you don't really expect to get into Best Director. And they normally be, and they're normally international directors. In the last four years, they have had an international director within the group of five, which isn't normally that, you know, which you don't see in any of the acting categories or that often in screenplay or definitely not song or score. Uh, no. So they're. Exactly. So not only do we just get. One with Glazer, which I thought was, I thought Glazer was getting in. I, I really felt like they always get an international director, normally a well known international director. Um, but Justin Trier is not a well known director, and her film was obviously going to make it into Best Picture. But to get her as a director nomination, I think was probably the best call and the biggest surprise of the entire day. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was an amazing call because I just thought her direction was amazing in this movie, and to have two international directors in Best Director, it's it's just fantastic. Like, these are two great directed films, to be fair. I haven't seen Zone of Interest, so I guess. Maybe it's the worst directed film ever. But what I've heard the most about that movie is its direction. But if not be of a fault, I can attest to, it's one of the best directed films of the year. Like, it's insanely... Like, the main point of the movie is how it's directed. I don't know if you're familiar with the movie, Tristan, but literally the movie I don't is... Know you have no it's idea. It's a courtroom drama, right? It's a courtroom drama. By the end of the movie, you, the audience, can in- interpret it however you want. Nobody like people argue online on whether or not the person did it or not, this murder that was committed or not. Whether it, that's the fight of if it was a murder or not, and this film and the direction has divided the the, the viewership. Like nobody knows if the person did it or not. It's like a real who done it, and it leaves the audience guessing. And like I strongly believe in one thing. I talk to people that strongly believe the other point of view. It's that well directed that you can view this That's movie. Cool. It's always anywhere. I always like the one that. Happens. It's so creative. It's really, really captivating. I think this was an incredible nomination. I think this is an incredible five. I know people love Greta Gerwig and also uh, the director of um, the Holdovers. I know those two were kind of fighting to go in, and Glazer and Triet theoretically took their spots. But I think personally, I think this was a great call. I you know Greta Gerwig is an incredible director, but. Barbie did good in other categories. I think this is good to shine a light on. A yeah, direction. I was no surprised
1: not seeing her in there. That was sort of the big shock for me on this category. Uh, I'm not too familiar with the other foreign directors as well as you are. It's not as surprised to see them in there as you were. Mostly because it's just someone I don't know is someone I don't know. <laughs> but I, uh, as far as not seeing Greta working there, I was pretty shocked. I thought for sure Barbie was going to get. It. Um, but this is no one's category to lose here, right? Like he's was definitely the front runner heading in.
0: Into- oh yeah, yeah. This is. <laughs>
1: You know, this is this
0: is no one's to lose. You know, similar to Downey Jr., just a lock for supporting actor. This is a lock for director. This is actually probably the biggest lock of the entire ceremony that's, right
1: now. After after when I was watching the albums, after the ceremony, I'm like, I think Nolan's the biggest lock of the whole. now that, that wasn't what I thought was big. Yeah, which honestly does tend to be a theme, right? I feel like the director gets locked up pretty
0: quickly. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, like Power of yeah, the cool. Dog, we kind of knew that. Power of the Dog was winning Best Director, like, that was locked up a whole yeah. long time ago. So, you know, Director tends to nab the spot pretty quickly, and Best Picture tends to be a question mark. Uh, whether or not it is a question mark is up to discussion. I think it's obviously right now Oppenheimer, but who knows if there's going to be some crazy It
1: feels gender. like it's less of a lock, just more of a heavy favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, Director feels like a lock, Oppenheimer feels like a heavy favorite in the Best Picture I agree. I agree. I think, I think the
0: holdovers could pull an upset. I think maybe, maybe poor things, maybe, uh, and then maybe that's it. I, th- I think it's probably between those three. I'd be surprised if anything else took it. Uh, maybe Anatomy of a Fall, just because it did so so well.
1: Um, but you know, have you know, nominated yeah. for screenplay, director, and editing, right? And lead actress yeah it, it has a big push at the end here yeah
0: yeah it's, it's got a lot of Ooh. big nominations and uh and honestly like three weeks ago like i don't think people were predicting it to potentially even be nominated like it, it's picked up a lot of steam the last few weeks who knows if it can hold that momentum but i don't think so i think it's oppenheimer i but who knows you know, like you said this is not a lock by any means it's just uh I say eighty twenty. You know, eighty percent chance it's winning. Twenty percent goes to the field. Nolan's uh,
1: also producer on all the
0: time, right? Uh, oh well, yeah, I believe so. Okay,
1: so it's almost certain he's walking away with an Oscar. Either way. The
0: chance of him losing both of them gotta be a huge upset. Uh, yeah, Nolan's winning director. I would, I would bet a thousand uh, a thousand to one. I would bet a thousand dollars to get one dollar that uh, he's he's winning. I'm, I'm just that confident. There's there's no I'll way. I'll take on
1: that uh, Deal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is not a binding contract. I I, I take it back. But yeah, I think th- I think no one's got this. Honestly, I, uh, I I do think it's the biggest lock of the uh, of the Oscars uh, for now at least. But there you have it. Those are the Oscar nominations and all of the competing films. Uh, once again, as a whole, nothing too crazy. I don't know if maybe uh, we're just expecting too much chaos from the Oscars. But like, honestly, I was kind of hoping for like a little bit more of an upset going on here, but there wasn't anything
1: that insane. I there were quite a few upsets. There just wasn't any upsets in the best picture category. That's true. That's a good point. I feel there's quite a few upsets in the other categories. Just not in the big one, which feels
0: a little lacklustre. That's fair, that's fair. Uh yeah, I, I would say the big upsets would be adapted screenplay, director, and then actress. I think that's probably the, the biggest categories. Um who, who who would you say right now, just are the big winners and big losers of
1: today? Big winners are Oppenheimer for sure. I, I would say Nolan just in general. I think yeah, he, uh, he's he's really going to clean up here come Oscar night. I do think Barbie's probably a loser for the day overall. I was expecting it to do better. It still held on to you know the Best Picture nom, which is probably the biggest thing it could keep. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was expecting it to get into the double digits, and it, and it just um, as far as that. I think those are probably the biggest winners and losers. I think there's another big loser besides just like Netflix, which got like. I like Dotson the Muzzcat. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess Studio one I guess have movies in general, I guess, would be also the big
0: one. Yeah, I would say Big Losers. Yeah, like you said, Barbie. I would probably... Uh, are, I don't know. I was going to say Killers of the Flower Moon because it missed screenplay, but I got everything else. I guess it's it's hard to call it a loser. It, it did good. Um, But overall, I think the winners oppenheimer anatomy of a fall zone of interest even i would say maestro it got seven nominations which seems like
1: yeah, yeah, way better than i thought too and i don't know maestro is one of those movies it looks like the most oscar bait movie of all the movies yeah theater. it just feels like it's your standard this is an oscar movie it's going for the oscars and most audience aren't really gonna care for it um not that i've seen the movie yet that's my outside of yeah, exactly. Like I'm not surprised by any of the nominations
0: per se, but it's kind of like on paper, like seven nominations. That that is way bigger than I thought I was gonna do. I I was expecting to. I was expecting it to obviously be nominated for best picture, but I also thought it was gonna you know be only nominated for maybe four awards here. But to get seven, that's that's good good for them. Honestly, like you know, lead actor lead actress you know it, it, it's it's got a lot of the big ones too so that's uh that's impressive for that film at least but yeah i think those are probably the uh the bigger winners and losers here uh, you know what i'll uh also call napoleon mission impossible and godzilla big winners too because i thought they were going to get zero nominated uh, I, I didn't think they were gonna getting, yeah.
1: <laughs> so good for them uh before jones you know what they're a <laughs> oh, big one no, they yeah. needed a Oh, so they needed a win. I,
0: you know what? The Biggest Loser is also the uh, voting body of Best Song and Best Score. They're, they're the biggest losers in my mind. I can't believe it. Uh, before we wrap it up here, though, I am pulling up our predictions for what the nominations were going to be back in... I believe we recorded this last week of August, believe it or not. So we are, you know, almost like six months ago, like five months ago. It was, it was a long time ago we made these predictions. I, most of these movies weren't even out yet. <laughs> I think we've only seen... Barbie and Oppenheimer. I don't think Killers was. I've seen point. the
1: same ones I've seen now. So not
0: much <laughs> No, Tristan, you've seen Killers of Flower Moon since then. So you're um, right. You're right. That's true. Yeah, and that's over three hours. So that was a busy three month, uh Five months. That counts as two, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, yeah, I believe we recorded this at the end of August. Uh, I've released this second week of September, I want to say, but. Our predictions. Uh, to wrap it up as a whole, here you were off by three. You predicted Bike Riders, which unfortunately didn't even release yet. So honestly, that 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 was just an unfortunate pick on your end. Uh, but you also picked Napoleon, which came out with three nominations. Honestly, uh, which did better than your it
1: third more time. than past lives.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you know. yeah, it did more work than past lives, and it got more nominations than your third prediction here, May December yeah i forget you predicted me in december i remember when you predicted i never even heard of that movie and now it's in my top 10 of the year like i think that movie is fantastic so honestly great pick tristan you know more than the academy right? yeah I-, I don't know what I'm doing, you know yeah that that, that should have been competing honestly uh and then for me my list here Wait, what one awesome did i miss though i missed maestro uh you picked uh, sorry no you actually predicted uh maestro you put it at seven
1: look at me go all right what <laughs> <was that laughs> look that?
0: at you go uh, you missed The Holdovers and then the two international films, Anatomy of a Fallen, Zone of Interest.
1: Yeah, in that, international films are
0: hard. Yeah, they're, they're pretty hard to predict, especially in August, uh, just to remind everybody. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, And then for me, I
1: picked all ten. No freaking way. I,
0: I couldn't believe it. I just opened it up. I. Dude, that's legendary. <laughs> that, that's amazing. I don't, do even, you? I don't remember predicting Zone of Interest, but I looked at my notes here. I... For my 10th spot was between *Saltburn*, Zone of Interest, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and Air. Man, I feel like three of those were completely dead in the water, and then I picked the right really one. all
1: really good movies. You see, I've seen all three of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah, I got all 10 there, so there you go. Um, Zone of Interest I had on the bubble at 10, even though I think it's firmly in the race now, so, you know, uh, the order was a little off. Uh, past Lives I but at five, so imagine if I missed that one. I I was very confident in that at the time, but that's because I saw that movie. Unlike
1: most, and movies at the time, movie. *Past Lives* like had a lot of buzz. it be one of the best movies of the year right? all year. I kept hearing people mention it's one of the best movies of the year. Yeah, but that that's why I think it might came out a little too early for it to keep the Oscar momentum. Yeah, that is fair.
0: It, it probably did. Uh, but but to be fair, I don't know if it's with other people. But when we did that prediction podcast, I was kind of you know like I was a little poo poo like uh, you know. Past Lives is fine. It's good. It's probably my top 30 of the year. Like, it's good, uh, but I don't love it. But it's one of those movies that kind of grows with you with age. Like, I do think it's a lot better than I remember now. I do want to rewatch. I do think it's actually really good. Um, It's probably still not in my top 20. I think I have it at, like, 23. But it's still a really good movie. So I'm I'm happy it's there. I'm shocked it's there. Uh, But there you go. Uh, It it did turn out. I was getting very nervous when it got no nominations but screenplay. So I'm shocked it showed up. So that is everything for the Oscar nominations. We are going to be dropping a Oscar prediction for the winners, which we'll be releasing a couple of weeks before the award ceremony itself.
1: Uh, But in the meantime, have a fantastic day, guys.